are few things on earth that generate more conversation than wine. For many, the thirst for wine knowledge becomes an obsession. We all know people who are passionate about sharing that knowledge and their opinions about wine. We call some of those folks sommeliers, wine aficionados, wine experts, wine gurus, and the most commonly used title, boring. Welcome to Grape Encounters. We love wine just as much as anyone else, but while we crave those special wines that are silky smooth and go down so easy, we find an awful lot of the conversations about wine pretty hard to swallow. There is one overriding premise here at Grape Encounters. Wine pairs best with life. Accordingly, your host David Wilson, his guests, and the rest of us on the team are here to show you a great time, how to have more fun with your wine, where to enjoy wine the most, how to immerse yourself into a wine lifestyle that isn't simply about wine. So let's dive into this week's edition of Grape Encounters. Oh, you'll learn plenty, but hopefully it will be knowledge that you can really use. Not like that Latin class you took in high school. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. everybody and welcome to the second to the last Grape Encounters for 2019. Looking forward to 2020. We're going to go into it with 2020 vision and it is the show before the big holiday. I'm not sure what holiday you celebrate but for sure most everybody celebrates something at this time of the year and one thing is for sure that most of us will spend time with families and friends and regardless what we believe it's just a, a great time. I will say this, it's not my favorite holiday because I, I really like the holidays where you don't have to exchange gifts because it becomes a, a little bit more real. I love Thanksgiving. What a great holiday that is. There's no presents involved. We just show off all of our cooking talent. I love the 4th of July. We just light up the sky. I even love Halloween because we dress up even if we're adults and just have a really good time. But, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from this big holiday, Christmas or whatever else you celebrate, because it is a beautiful time. Time of the year. It's just that whole present thing that can get very, very complicated. And it's very frustrating for so many of us because you'll go out and you'll spend an incredible amount of time looking for something that you hope is going to be perfect for the people on your gift given list. And then you wrap it all up. You're so proud of what you've done. And they open it up and they just have that, that blind stare in their eyes. You know, it's like, you know, what were you thinking, David? Why would you buy this for me, right? And then you go away just feeling really, really deflated about the whole thing. All right. I'm glad that I do a show about wine because most of the adult population, not just in America, but across the world, drinks wine. Wine is something that's universal. It's the most popular adult beverage in the world. So it opens up a plethora of possibilities when it comes to gift giving. And I'm not here to sell you anything because I'm not going to send you to any website that I operate 
great and try to get you to buy anything. But I have had just a numerous amount of people contact me in the last couple of weeks saying, hey, what would be a great gift for my husband or my brother or my sister or whatever it might be? And I just think there are some really cool and creative gifts that are out there for anybody that enjoys wine. They do not have to be a wine aficionado. They don't have to just be in love with wine, but it's always nice to have certain things in your house if you drink wine. And, you know, if you think about it, you go back like about, like, say, 20 years. And you know what? You can go back just 10 years. And about the only thing that you'll see in that drawer that has the accessories that might have anything to do with wine would be some kind of a very boring corkscrew. You know, maybe one of those that you, you picked up at a hotel room. You know, it's got that, <laughs> it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's got that little plastic cover on it. And you pull that out and the cover becomes the handle and it doesn't work very well. But, you know, you got one of those or you've got what we call a winged corkscrew, which, you know, if you lift it up and down, it looks like a little man raising and, and lowering his arms. You know, we have we have those and, you know, maybe some bottle stoppers. But a few years back, that was it, right? It was all there was in terms of wine accessories. But let's also remember that just a few years back, there weren't very many wines out there either. If you go back to the time when my parents were my age, they only had maybe 10 wines to choose from. They weren't very exciting. And they were wines that we wouldn't even drink today. Not because they're bad wines, just that they're hard to find. Like, you know, Blue Nun, Cracklin' Rosé, Gallo Hardy Burgundy. They still make that, by the way. Uh, you know, things like that. They, they, You know, kind of bulk wines, right? And so you didn't invest in a lot of paraphernalia because, well, some of those wines were in boxes. Some of them had screw caps and some of them we just don't even want to really talk about. However, I would like to talk about Strawberry Hill because I think that was the first wine that I drank as an adult. And I remember being on a rafting trip at the Truckee River in California, beautiful river, and taking along this gigantic bottle of Strawberry Hill and drinking it on the river. You can't do that anymore, by the way. They have cracked down on such things, but those were fun times. But you didn't need any specific wine paraphernalia for that, that's for sure. But getting back to the holidays for a second, gosh, I've had so many people, I think more than at any point since I've been doing this show, I've had more people come up to me and say, hey, what's a good wine gift, right? And, you know, I normally make recommendations at this time of the year, and today will be no different. But I do want to say this, that even if you don't have anybody on your list that you want to give a gift to, that's okay, because this might be a good time to stock up on some goodies for yourself, you know, things that I think every person who enjoys wine ought to have in their house. And chances are you're either a wine aficionado or you're just like into all things wine and you've got a bunch of everything in your house or you've got basically none of it. And there are some really super fun stuff. And I'm going to suggest some things that are in like every single price category from just a few dollars to, you know, maybe quite a few dollars. And it really depends on how much you love the person you're going to be giving the gift to. But let's just dive into it now because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. And I'm going to spend a fairly considerable amount of time sharing with you my favorite gadgets, gizmos, and goodies that have to do with wine. The first place to start is really the obvious place, which is with an opener. 
Now, granted, a lot of the wines that we buy right now have screw caps, and I have mixed emotions about this. I'm not in love with screw caps, although I have perfected the sexiest way to open up a screw cap bottle. Do you want me to tell you right now? I can, I can get into this right now. It's something I don't think I've talked about on the show. But let's start here because if you're going to a holiday celebration and you happen to bring a, a screw cap wine, which doesn't mean it's a cheap wine, but all the same, that whole romantic process that we go through when we open up a corked bottle of wine, it's just a whole romantic process of you know carefully trimming the foil and removing the cork in a very sensual kind of way. I love that. But screw caps, not so much. You know, you just grab the top and you go crunch and makes that crunching sound. And it's such a turnoff, I think, to most people. So here's what you're going to do, okay? When you open up a screw cap bottle during the holidays, you never want to touch the cap of the bottle. Never, 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 never. I know what you're saying, David. Well, how am I going to open the bottle if I don't touch the cap? The answer is quite simple. You're going to take the bottle with your right hand, and I guess this assumes you're right-handed, but you grab the bottom of the bottle and you gently clutch the bottom of the bottle. You are never, ever, ever going to touch the cap. And that's the really weird thing about this. You're going to take the top off. At least you're going to break the seal without ever touching the cap. So you've got the bottom of the bottle in your right hand. In your left hand, you're going to just gently wrap your hand around the neck of the bottle, not the screw cap, right? And then while you're kind of talking this up, you're going to be telling people, this is the sexy way to open a screw cap bottle. While you're talking it up, you're going to just be slowly twisting the bottom of the bottle clockwise. Got it? And you're going to suddenly feel some resistance. Nobody's going to notice that you're doing this. And then once you hit that resistance, you're going to look at your guests and you're going to say, okay, this is the sexy way to do it. And you've hit that resistance point and you're going to twist just like ever so gently. You're going to hear a click. And at that point, the cap has been freed from the neck and a half a twist is going to enable you to remove the cap from the bottle. And you just want to just... In a very cavalier fashion, you're just going to throw it across the room and people are going to go, wow, that's really cool. All right, so that was my little Christmas gift to you. But we're going to come back and talk about holiday gifts. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. By the way, a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about today, they actually sell on their website and in their stores. So you can check it out. And I'm not trying to do a shameless promo. I'm just telling you. They, they carry a lot of the really cool stuff that's out there, and why wouldn't they? That's why they're called Total Wine and More. You can look at gift-giving ideas on their website at TotalWine.com, and I'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this, so hang with me. We like to talk about wine. Welcome back to Grape Encounters Radio, broadcasting from our Central Coast Wine Country studio in idyllic Atascadero, California. Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More, America's largest independent retailer of fine wine. They carry more than 8,000 different wines from every wine-producing region in the world and offer an equally monumental selection of beer and spirits. Here's David. 
Okay, radio, we are back with Grape Encounters Radio. Man, did I ever get off on a tangent with how to properly take a screw cap off of a bottle. But I'm going to tell you what, you're going to try this out on your guests. They're just going to go, wow, that is so incredibly cool. You, you know, your cool factor is going to go up a lot when you do that. All right, before I got off on that tangent, though, I was talking about corkscrews. And, you know, most people in their house, they have either some corkscrew that they took home from a hotel or they have the standard winged corkscrew. That's the one that looks like a little man, like a little robot guy. And, you know, you twist it and then you pull the arms down. Those are nice, right? But there are so many awesome, cool corkscrews out there. And, you know, you go to a great wine shop, you go to a Total Wine and more, you're going to find some awesome corkscrews that are just absolutely beautiful. I've got one that I just love. It looks like it's gold-plated. It's really not gold-plated, but I always tell people it's gold-plated because are they going to have somebody who is an expert on metals come and check it out? No, they're not going to do that. I'm just going to tell them it's, you know, gold-plated and they're going to believe me, but it's not. And it only costs like about, I think, maybe 16 bucks. But man, is it beautiful. And people are fixated on that particular corkscrew. It's what's called a waiter-style corkscrew. It's a two-step corkscrew. Generally, those will have a little knife on it that you can cut the foil with. And then it'll have like two areas where, you know, the first one, you turn the what's called the worm, that's the screwy sort of thing, into the bottle, and then you catch the shortest step in the corkscrew. You'll know what I'm talking about when you look at it. And you'll, you know, pull the handle up and you'll get the cork out part of the way. And then you kind of pull it back. And then you go to the longer end and you'll see a little thing that catches on the rim of the bottle. And you put that on there and pull it up the rest of the way. And that's it. And that's called a waiter's corkscrew. And they're very effective. And once you really master using one of those, you won't want to use that stupid winged corkscrew. But what I do want to suggest to you is this. You're going to find at a lot of places some really crazy, super awesome corkscrews, especially the ones that are vintage corkscrews. Some of them that were created back in the 1800s. I love those. What a crazy good gift to give to somebody is one of these corkscrews. There's one that I've had for a long time. You, you may have seen it. I call it the fishtail corkscrew because it looks like a fish and you, you screw it in and it's it kind of scissors out and becomes longer and longer as you pull it. And that's why I call it a fishtail because we all lie about the size of the fish that we catch. And this corkscrew gets longer as you pull the cork out, you know, sort of in harmony with that story about the fish that we really didn't catch, right? And it's a beautiful corkscrew. And I, I think that was invented in the mid-1800s. But there are some other ones out there. There's one, I think they just call it the vintage corkscrew. The company is called Twine, T-W-I-N-E. I don't know if they're the only ones who make it, but it's a brass corkscrew. Oh my gosh, is it beautiful. 
It comes in a little wooden box, and I don't think it's more than $30. It's probably 25 bucks. Oh, I love that corkscrew. So anybody who gets one of those is just going to do an oh, wow thing when they see it. Like, wow, that's beautiful. And, and they're going to use it because anytime they have guests come over, they're going to pull that sucker out because they want to impress their company, right? And there there is some countertop corkscrews. There are, are, you know, even the electric corkscrews are pretty cool. But if you drink wine or if, if the person you're buying a gift for drinks wine, corkscrew is a great thing because I'm telling you right now, they don't have fancy corkscrews in their drawer. It's one of these things we just don't go out and buy and we really should. So corkscrews, a really super great thing. All right, let's move on to the next thing. I'm going to actually go from wine to champagne for a second because there's something that I don't think anybody really, you know, has these at home. And I super love it. And I've got one in my hand here right now. It's a champagne cork remover. Yeah, I think it kind of looks like a nutcracker, actually. Super heavy. And you put it around the champagne cork and then you squeeze in almost like a pair of pliers, right? And then you turn the cork and it, and it works really super well and the cork doesn't go flying off. And this is really good for people who don't have the strength to get a, a champagne cork out, but I really super love it. Uh, the one I'm looking at is made by Epic Products and uh, how much is this thing? Uh, it's under 17 bucks, but it's pretty. You know, it's shiny stainless steel. I think that's what it is. And just a great gift. Okay. Now there's another thing and I don't know how many places carry this. But there's a company called Divine, D-E-V-I-N-E, and it's called the Bouchon Champagne Opener. It's a really weird-looking thing. It's It's got four legs on it, basically, and it's also uh, made from some kind of metal. And you take it, and you put it over the top of the champagne cork, and then it kind of just digs into the cork. And then it has all these gripping points where you can then just turn this thing thing and it'll pull the cork right out. And these things are like, oh man, maybe it might be 12 bucks and I'm just kind of off the top of my head. I, I don't know what the manufacturer's suggested retail price on it is, but it's, it's just cool. I love little items like this that are made out of steel or metal that are just like really beautifully designed. You know, they don't have to go into a big box, but people get them and they go, oh man, that's super cool. That's super cool. All right, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some really unusual items that I don't think are on anybody's watch list in in terms of potential gift-giving ideas, but I'm going to share with you some really super cool ones when we come back. You are listening to Grape Encounters Radio. Hey, by the way, we have a new podcast out. It's called The Wine is Talking. And if you want to hear some stuff that we don't talk about on Grape Encounters, you want to do a deeper dive into what we're chatting about, uh, go to thewineistalking.com. You can download the podcast there. It, it could be anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40 minutes, let's say. And you'll also find it on most podcast sites. Likewise, if you are just listening to Grape Encounters on a podcast or you want to hear some of the old episodes, you can certainly go to grapeencounters.com, but you can also go to all of the 
great podcast sites out there. We're talking TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeart, Blueberry, Apple Podcasts, you name it. I think last I counted that we, we were for sure on about 30 different podcast sites. So uh, we've got actually online 544 episodes of Grape Encounters. That's basically 544 hours of me talking about wine. And I remember when my father said, after about the second or third week of me doing Grape Encounters, he said, what are you going to talk about for an hour every week? (laughs) Well, Dad, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to wine. We're talking about wine gifts right now. And we're going to talk more about that subject when we come back with more Grape Encounters Radio. So stay with me, would you? Welcome back to Grape Encounters, where we believe there's no way to fake a great wine, and where we never fake our disdain for the really bad ones. Back with Grape Encounters Radio, and these are a few of my favorite things. Oh, that was totally off key. Uh, <laughs> talking about some of the things that I would love to get as wine-related gifts. Most people out there drink wine. They love wine. I think it's something like 90% of the adult population at some point or another drinks wine. So, you know, giving wine-related gifts makes a whole lot of sense. And by the way, if you're listening to this show, chances are you're, you're into wine and you've got friends who are into wine, and good for you. All right, next thing I want to talk about is something I just think people tend to overlook It's a great gift. It's an oh-wow gift. It's not expensive. I mean, it really depends kind of on your budget, but I can tell you, you can get this gift for just over 20 bucks. You can spend $100, $150 for it, but no matter how much you spend, you can get one that's pretty nice. It can be functional, or it can just be beautiful, or it can be both. And I'm talking about decanters. Not a lot of people have decanters in their houses. Some of them, (laughs) I have to laugh because I've seen people pull out what looks kind of like a decanter, but it was really a thing that they originally got when they bought uh, the kit to make Hidden Valley Ranch dressing years ago. (laughs) You know know what I'm talking about? It's more of a a salad dressing thing. (laughs) It won't hold more than a couple of glasses of wine. That's not a decanter. Okay, that's... No, that's not great. But there are some beautiful decanters that are available. You can get them, you know, most any place. Any really good wine retailer will have them. Total Wine certainly would. I see them at places like Home Goods. I don't know. They're 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 available. They're they're easy to find. And generally, at least speaking, they're usually a pretty darn good buy. And they're just a beautiful gift. And they're very functional. But there are, are two different kinds of decanters. So let's just be really super clear about it. Okay. One of them is just really for serving. You're gonna know that this decanter is just for serving by the width of the bottom of the decanter. It can be wide, but if it's no more than, let's say, twice the size of the bottom of a regular wine bottle, then it's really just for serving. It's it's there to pretty up the wine. It's especially useful when you're serving a really cheap bottle of wine, but you want to pretty it up a little bit. You know, Maybe it's a really good bottle of wine, but you don't want anybody to know what you're serving. Put it in a decanter. Looks good on the table. But the more useful decanter is going to be the one that has a really wide bottom. And that bottom could be like 12 inches or more. 
Why did they do that? Because when you pour the wine in there, it increases the surface area of the wine that is exposed to air by leaps and bounds. I don't know what a bound is, but certainly by leaps. So in a matter of like a half an hour to an hour, the positive influence of air on the wine really expresses itself in that kind of a decanter. Now, uh, I know people who do this, uh, and I'm going to say this probably describes like 80% of the human population that drinks wine. They pull the cork out of the bottle and they say, all right, we're going to let this sucker breathe for a little while. <laughs> they set it aside and you, you I don't know what you, you go kill some time, right? No, don't do that. That is such a ludicrous thing to do. Most people believe that that's the thing to do. It is not the thing to do because the wine cannot penetrate deep down into the bottle. The only wine that's going to be exposed to air is that little tiny bit. I mean, we're only talking about the neck of a bottle being less than an inch wide. So there's a little tiny bit of wine that's going to be exposed to air. And the rest of it is just going to sit there going, duh. No, you want to broaden the surface area of the wine, and then the air will definitely influence the wine in a very positive way. But, you know, to just pull the cork, thats it's ridiculous. You see it in movies. It's ridiculous. I have friends that do it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Don't do that. Okay, so those are some great wine decanters, the ones that have the wide bottom. And by the way, if, if the person that you're giving it to doesn't understand why the geometry of that bottle is what it is, then explain it to them. I've just explained it to you and just pass that along. They're going to thank you for that. And they're also going to respect you for doing that as well, because it really is a great thing to have. And I see very few decanters like that in people's homes. But as I said before, we're only talking about low 20s. You can get some really gorgeous ones that are up there in price. Some of them are shaped so interesting. There's just a, a, a wide range of these kind of decanters out there. I totally love them. They're beautiful. All right, going to move on. The next thing I want to talk about is glasses. Now, when I talk about glasses, though, I'm not going to talk about your just sort of conventional wine glasses. I mean, it would be very easy for me to say, you know, get the kind of wine glasses, the beautiful Riedel glasses that you see in a fine wine bar. Yeah, that's a nice thing to get, but they break, right? And every time they break, there's a lot of money down the drain. The one thing that very few people have in their home that love wine is glasses that are made from acrylic material. There's one in particular, it's called Triton. I don't profess to know the chemistry uh, of this particular material, but I will tell you this. You can throw that glass against the wall down on the sidewalk. You can't scratch it. You can't break it. And what's really super cool is they aren't expensive either, but they look like the real deal. They have gotten so good at creating these acrylic glasses. You can stare at them and you could put them down next to a crystal glass, a Riedel glass. You know, my apologies to the Riedel family, but you can. You can put them down next to to the finest glassware and not realize that you're looking at what amounts to some kind of a plastic, right? And the reason these are great gifts is because, like, if you go to my parents' house as an example, I for years have bought them wine glasses. They drink wine 
wine, mostly just at family occasions. By the time the family affair is over, the, the, at least half the wine glasses are broken. It gives you a lot of insight into my family. But the acrylic glasses will last a lifetime. And really good ones can be put in the dishwasher, and they're not going to get cracks in them. You can't break them. They're indestructible. They're great for going out on the patio, around the pool, whatever. It's a great gift. And I would suggest this, that if you give a set of like four or six acrylic glasses to someone you love, open up the case, pull one out and (laughs) throw it against something, some kind of hard surface. And you're going to get a like, oh, wow, kind of reaction. And they're going to do that when you're not around. They're going to have friends over and do the same thing. So acrylic glasses are all the bomb. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is, you know, something that whiskey imbibers really enjoy, but wine folks don't pay very much attention to and they should you know we all have cringed or maybe you don't cringe because maybe you do it but we have all uh, generally cringed when we see somebody put ice in a glass of wine you know it's not that i care about the the fact that they want their wine colder it's that i don't like the fact that that ice cube is diluting the wine and making it taste basically terrible so there are these little objects they're called chilling cubes, or uh, you may see them under the name of drinking stones. They're generally sold to people who drink scotch and bourbon, but they're really fantastic for wine. Uh, They can either be metallic. I'm holding in my hands a little container that has five of them in it, and you just put them in your freezer. And then if somebody wants their wine cold, you bring out this metallic ball, and you drop it in their wine glass, and you're going to get like a super oh wow. And then they also have the drinking stone sets. And I'm not sure what kind of stones they are. Oh, I know. They're soapstone. That's what they are. And they're non-porous for the most part, so they don't absorb a lot of color. Generally speaking, you're going to put these into a white wine anyway, so they're not going to discolor. But I've seen some of the whiskey stones actually discolor in red wine, so you might want to be aware of that. But there are just all kinds of them out there, including some really giant big ones that look really cool in your glass, but they are efficient. And so if somebody wants to chill their wine, instead of letting them embarrass themselves by you going to the frigidator and grabbing some ice cubes, instead, you can just bring them some chilled drinking stones or chilling cubes. And man, you're going to make yourself look good. You're going to make them look good. This is a great product to have. And again, it's, it's just a little small package, but when people get it, they go, oh, that's super nice. So I'm, I'm looking at a 10-piece uh, set of drinking stones here. I'm not going to e- even tell you what the, the brand is. There's a lot of them out there, and I don't have one or the other that I'm going to endorse, but I'm looking at drinking stones at about 19 bucks. Great gift idea. Okay, we're going to come back. we got one more segment to get into. Isn't this fun? We're talking about some really super fun stuff. We'll talk just a bit more when we return with Grave Encounters Radio. Thanks for listening today, and happy holidays to you. Sometimes drinking wine makes you just want to curl up in a comfy chair and dream about puppy dogs, faraway places, and other happy thoughts. Or you can just enjoy that cuvee in your glass and lose yourself in the conversation on Grape Encounters Radio. All right, back. 
back with the home stretch of Grape Encounters Radio. Grape Encounters Radio is brought to you by Total Wine and More. Man, I tell you what, they got to be super busy at this time of the year because if there's any place to do your Christmas shopping, New Year's is coming up, and it's all about bubbly and champagne, no place better to go than Total Wine and More. There are stores just all over the country. If you're not sure whether there's one in your area, you can go to TotalWine.com. But no matter what the purpose of the wine is, they can tell you exactly what you need. They can definitely fulfill your needs. And, you know, they've got 8,000 wines there. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling, actually. And it takes a lot in the wine world to impress me. But the first time I went into a Total Wine store, which was just like about like 10 years ago, I just walked in and my jaw hit the floor. I'm going to tell you something else. The floor was clean. So I didn't even have to wipe my jaw off. I mean, what a place. The selection of wines, unbelievable. They've got amazing accessories there, 8,000 wines, gazillion beers and spirits. If you're going to do any last-minute shopping for the holiday and the people on your list are even remotely interested in wine, gosh, you want to go there. Total Wine and more. For more information about Total Wine, go to TotalWine.com. They've got some great gift ideas there as well. Now, speaking of wanting people to think a wine is super awesome, as you probably know, boxed wines are all the rage right now. A lot of places selling boxed wine that are of a very high quality. But a lot of us are having trouble getting past the perception that boxed wines are cheap, not very good wines, but it ain't so. The truth of the matter is, is they're making some fabulous wines that are going into boxes. It's really, really way less expensive than buying the four bottles or five bottles or six bottles that are the equivalent of what's in the box. You save a ton. And good winemakers are making great wines that are going into the boxes. The thing is, when you put that box on your counter, you know, it's like, uh-uh, it just doesn't impress anybody, right? So there are some uh, folks that are manufacturing a variety of products now. Uh, one that I like uh, in particular, the company that makes it is Twine, T-W-I-N-E, and they're carried by a, a lot of different places. In the case of Twine, it's a wooden box that has a little hole for the spout from the cardboard box to pop through. And it's just this beautiful wooden box that you put that other box into and it disguises it as something special. And so you go from the wine looking like cheap boxed wine, right, to something really elegant and amazing. And there are a lot of variations on this theme that I've seen recently, but I I love these. And I think it's a great idea, super good idea for parties where you're just going to do a serve yourself kind of of a thing. So you buy a couple of these and you put your wine in a box in there. You spend probably at least 50 to 75% less on the wine. Nobody's the wiser. People give you kudos for being super cool. And end of story. I love it. So you can find those. Let's see. Oh, this is a really good gift idea. And again, there are a variety of different variations on this theme. But what it is, is what's called a wine tasting party kit. 
And like I said, there's a variety of different kits like this out there, but the long and the short of it is you have these bags. In this particular case, they're really pretty cloth bags, the one I'm looking at here, and they're just numbered, one, two, three, four. You put the bottles in the bags so that nobody can see what's in there, and then there's these uh, scoring sheets that you pass out to everybody. And there's complete instructions on how to do a wine tasting party, but these bags really facilitate it really nicely. That's not to say that you can't just put them in paper bags, but we're talking holiday gifts here, folks, and you wouldn't want to give somebody four paper bags, would you? No, of course not. So you can Google wine tasting kits and you'll find them they're terrific all right we are seriously down to the wire here i had two more things that i wanted to talk about one of them is something that i've i've talked about for years now i guess it's probably been four to five years now that I've been talking about the Coravin. And believe me, I, I, I don't make any money from Coravin. I just want to say this, that the Coravin, to me, was the biggest game changer in wine accessories in my lifetime and probably yours, even if you're 200 years old. Because what it is is a, a very special device that will allow you to thrust a needle down through the foil, through the cork, into a bottle. You don't uncork the bottle. It then injects argon gas into the bottle, which is inert, so the wine will not oxidize. It creates pressure in the bottle, and the end result is that you can pour the wine and then just leave the rest in the bottle, and you don't have to worry about it going bad. Now, the amazing thing is that the Corvins were selling for around 350 bucks, and the prices have dropped dramatically. I'm not going to quote prices now other than to say that in some cases, I've seen them for a couple hundred bucks less than what they used to sell for, now that's just the way it goes in the world is that you reach a saturation point and then prices fall. But it's really a super good device and I, I've never seen it at a better price than what it's at right now. So you might want to really look into it and take advantage of it. Uh, last thing I'm going to say is uh, or suggest to you is uh, going to have to do with wine and I haven't talked about wine since we talked about that in a prior show, but I think I failed to mention in earlier shows the importance of giving wines that are sweet. We're talking about ports. We're talking about late harvest wines. We're talking about ice wines. We're talking about Trockenbier and Auslaso wines. There are lots of beautiful, sweet, dessert-style wines out there that just, to me, make such a great gift. And, and they're really off the radar for most people. Most people are just going to give a bottle of wine, which is going to look like every other bottle of wine. I, I'm going to encourage you to go to uh, somebody you trust, go to a Total Wine & More, ask them about ideas for dessert wines, and there are lots of them out there. And even if you are not a person who generally migrates towards sweet, they're so good. Oh my gosh, they are just so delicious. All right, we're out of time. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters. I hope you guys enjoy your holiday. I hope it's really special for you. Remember, 
It's not about the wine. You know, wine is a social lubricant that should stimulate conversation about everything except the wine. So enjoy your family, enjoy your holiday, enjoy your life, and come back here and enjoy next week another edition of Grape Encounters Radio.